What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Middle call! Wish people could see you right now with your finger on your ear like you're Janet Jackson that, or in the recording studio. that treble. <laughs> I always saw people do that. What were they doing that forward of? You ever do know. that when you're calling a game? No. <laughs> the one I always liked was, you remember when um, Gary Radnich did radio? Yeah, I do, yes. You remember when it was on television? Oh, I do, Comcast. Yeah, and, and he, he used to wear just the one earpiece. I mean, we've been in studio with him a few times and seen it, but he'd wear the old school. It's like the one just little button earpiece thing. Yeah. I always thought that looked cool. <laughs> I do too. What are you wearing right now? These are just like earbuds. Oh, they're earbuds. I yeah. got you. But I use Not like something too. you'd wear. He'd wear the equivalent of what you like wear on television. Yeah, right? so this is like... so, like, um, If you were going for a jog in the Presidio, you'd throw those on. No, so look, what, what Gary used to wear, it would be like this round little button. Right? I know, I know what you're ear. talking about. Yeah. So then it became TV used uh, an ear mold that's clear that goes behind your ear, and it connects to that button, so it just mm-hmm. became a little more invisible. Tricks of the, the trades here, people. The problem with those things are, and you see people wearing like the little clear earbud with the squiggly in the back, you see security guards wearing it. The air, mm-hmm. qu- the, um, air quality, the audio quality in those is absolute just shit. I mean, it's like a hollow little tube that just feeds all the sound in there's no highs there's no lows there's no mids there's no bass on the wrap on, ra- on the wraparound one yeah it just pours that shit into your ear with really poor quality and so you got to turn it up pretty loud and it really damages your ear so you see some people now like i got these that they're called westones i got them on um you can get them wherever they're like 150 bucks probably and they're more like real headphones just in Big terms of like Haberman. sound quality and they i figured it's an advanced on my ear doctor ear savings and they seal your ear and so i i can listen at a much lower volume john they're much better for you smart very smart guy you, this is not your first rodeo that's why you're uh my sources say you're in the hall of fame uh as you confirmed on friday you see paul george says he's been back as like 700 points in two games yeah i said he i saw he has he's like well i got two new shoulders 
<laughs> as healthy as I've ever been. Was that his quote? Yeah, basically. Yeah, he. I guess he did a Michael Jordan shrug yesterday. He's hit like 10 threes. Yeah, he's, you know, it's just, it, it was a big week for uh, the Fresno State elites. Paul George, Guy Haberman, we'll just keep it rolling here, guy. Would you, who's, who's got life better right now, Barrier football or L.A. basketball? Uh, that's a good question. I would, just because it's later in the season, and, I mean, it kind of feels like, I mean, the Niners are a locked playoff team. The, the Raiders, actually, we'll get into, got knocked out of the playoffs today, but... You get Indy, Houston, I think, play this Thursday. Thursday. I know Houston does. Pretty sure Indy does, too. Plays them. Uh, <laughs> but I'd say the difference is you'd probably lean L.A. basketball because wouldn't you say it'd be a pretty big upset if like those two teams aren't playing in the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, it feels like a combined high end for both of them. But, I mean, the AFC, let's say if the Raiders beat the Chiefs in, what, two weeks? Probably changes that discussion in terms of, like, how high their high end is. What do you think about, uh, do you know that they're playing in, I mean, as of you guys are listening to this today, uh, even though Al Michaels is on behind me, they play in Mexico City tomorrow. I know. They play in Mexico City. I, I thought that they had scrapped that idea, but I guess the league is holding on to uh, Viva La Mexico. Because they were like, Daniel Middle Jeremiah says we only tweeting. send the Raiders there. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, Chargers Chiefs. It's got to be the Chargers home game, right? Chiefs ain't giving them a home game. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you notice that the same fucking three teams, mainly four teams, the two movers and the Jags, are the only teams that give them a home game. So it's like you never really hear the Chiefs or the Patriots or Houston, whoever's playing them, really complain that much. Like, yeah, we got to go well, play I, them over there. Uh, you know what? It might be a Chiefs home game because Ter- I'm looking at – No, Chargers go to no London it's, this a, year? it's a Chargers home game. The schedule just doesn't say at. But Gotcha. It looks like it's definitely. A, I'm just triple checking this here. Yeah, the schedule on both of them says versus, not at, but I think it's a Charger home game. Yeah, well, it would have to be it, because the, the, to get to be allowed to move, you had to give up home games. Uh, God, I mean, it just it never ends for these guys. <laughs> no, in theory, it ends next year, but it doesn't quite feel like it does. It feels like the Chargers, especially, the window will never close on. The Chargers have gotten a little over. Do you follow them on Twitter? No. I, team I accounts really don't, are wearing me I, out. I really don't know why I do. I really follow team accounts just to get alerted for when the coach talks for the most part. Yeah. The Chargers, though, this week stayed in Colorado. About three or four of the days of the week, they, picture, they posted pictures of like parties at night with everyone wearing Chargers gear. It's like, guys, I don't believe this for a fucking second. You're in uh, the middle of Colorado and there are f- 325 people wearing Antonio Gate jerseys. Like, I, this is staged. This is not believable, fellas. But I'm not mean enough to call them out on Twitter, but I, it, it's happened at least twice. Chargers party here in Colorado! Like, bullshit. The free like, gear at the no, door? Yeah, no way. I mean, if you said there were flyers at, like, Colorado State and Air Force campuses, Come get a free Philip Rivers or Melvin Gordon jersey if you show up at nine. No, o'clock, not free jerseys. Yeah, free drinks. Yeah, yeah free drinks. Yeah, you think you, there were just you temps? Pay for the jersey. <laughs> Interns. <laughs> you see, like Dean Spanos in the back pointing them where to sit. I love when when some when something's when some uh, entity that doesn't have a big following has a press conference and it's just interns asking questions. Yeah, that's like, what. What it, do that's you what say to the like. people who say? I always love that question too. Not. Hey, some people are saying you're a cheater. What do you say to the people who say you're a cheater? 
people. Are you saying it? No, just the people. They, guy. They, they say you're a cheater. That's right. They. This podcast is brought to you by Ease and oh, wow. EaseWellness.com. Every time the Cardinals are on television, people tweet at us about Cliff needing Ease. He looks more tired by the week, man. His team can compete. I'll give him that. His offense is no. I mean, they're they're not a joke. But what do you think about what do you think about his little minion who looks like he's also on ease? A little taller than Cliff, long shaggy hair. Who's been with him since Texas Tech? You notice him. He's like his must be his offensive coordinator. I I hope he uses ease.com. I know guy promo code ham. What's tonight? Saturday night. I used it yesterday. Uh, ease.com Today's promo Sunday. code ham yeah. delivery multiple gummies. Some I used them last night. They helped me sleep. Little blueberry indicas. Mm. Relax your body, and then you go night-night. It, it was fantastic. Again, ease.com. The delivery couldn't have been any faster, guy. It was to my house probably within under 12 minutes. Operating what? at a high efficiency rate. Yep, yeah. ease.com, promo code HAM. Get your THC, your cannabis, cannabis delivery, guy. Also, easewellness.com, promo code HAM, CBD, CBD. You could put it in order when a fourth-quarter basketball game starts and get it. I mean, yeah, when the fourth quarter starts and get it before the fourth quarter is over, potentially. I, 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 I did it between, like, uh, Cal USC. Mm. Cal had the ball. By the time the guy was here, like they had just punted in USC, like it was just wham, bam, boom, ready to roll. E A Z E. Regular discounts, price drops there. Like John said, promo code ham, twenty bucks off your first delivery with that promo code. And if you've already used it, share it. And then the easewellness dot com. That's the nationwide CBD shipments to your door, two three days. Uh, I'm guessing since it was a Saturday, the first thing you did though was manscaped dot com. Promo code ham, you get free shipping. More importantly, you get 20% off. Guy, have you ever heard of the Lawnmower 2.0? I have. <laughs> the Lawnmower 2.0, because I knew we were working tonight, guy. Yeah. And, you know, you just go into the bathroom, you shut the door, and you let it rip. No nicks and cuts on your on your testicles. Uh, and you just work your way up to your body. And you just go to your stomach, and you go, I, I get it. My stomach's not as bad, but around the chest region, mm. I become a woolly mammoth. Mm-hmm. I'm and I just I just kind of do a little bend right over the toilet, toilet seat up, and just whoo, hairs everywhere, all going into the toilet. And then I go in the shower, shave away, and I'm squeaky clean. All because, guy, manscaped.com, promo code HAM. Order this thing we call the Lawn Mower 2.0. The Lawn Mower 2.0. Manscaping accidents are a thing of the past. Manscaped.com. My dad always wanted me to mow the lawns. Now I am, baby, with my lawnmower 2.0. You're getting paid to do it. Yep. Uh, promo code HAM, 20% off, free shipping. I mean, the holidays are coming, you know? We'll just give it to everybody you know. That Actually, is a cool gift. Ladies I mean, out there, maybe give it to your dude. Hell yeah. uh, 20% off, free shipping. I don't know if we got a, a big uh, female listenership, but if you are. Yeah, they're out there. All right. Uh, the Niners pulled the victory from the teeth of defeat. I mean, holy smokes. It, I We talked about this. I said it after the game on Monday. If this were a college game, 95% chance they lose. And uh, I did think, I, I know Moose Johnston felt this way. I did think they were just a little, and I can't really blame them, just emotionally spent, probably physically drained from the game they played against the Eagles and, I mean, the uh, Seahawks. And they just... Drop bodies, let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. I mean, they're losing people left and right, John. I don't know if they're allowed to activate players mid game because they ran like sixty five different players out on the field today. Well, they are the one team. Like when I was in the NFL, the guys that didn't dress, beside maybe one guy, were like, "Yeah, we can't dress that guy." 
The Niners, if you're inactive, you're probably a starter. And if you're active and playing, you might just get benched the next week. But then at any moment, like three weeks later, you're just back in the mix. They are legitimately a baseball 40-man roster just moving guys up and down throughout the week. It's crazy. Because you're like, oh, there's Joe Staley. Oh, there's George Kittle. Oh, where's that guy? And then when Emmanuel Sanders, I've never had bruised or broken ribs. I've always heard, I'm sure you have. I mean, we all have. And anyone listening that knows, I guess breaking a rib feels like, I think anyone can relate that's ever got food poisoning. If you ever had food poisoning, you go, I don't know what death is like, but this is pretty damn close. I've heard breaking a rib, like, I don't know what the most painful thing is, but like on the high pain tolerance or something that's not like life-threatening, that's way near the top. Guy, he fell on a ball with the bruised ribs. Mm. Can you imagine the Mm. pain that shot through his body that he had to be going... What the fuck am I doing this for? You know, don't I have about forty mil in the bank? Because that pain when he's laying there had to be extreme. But then, do you ha- you don't have the box score open right now? Do you? I was actually about to open it, so I, I, I opened it up. And it, it, do, do you, you know the to, Do you not thing? want me to look, or do you want me to? Yeah, look? Yeah, don't look yet. Okay. I think the healthiest thing about me and you is we can watch a game, and I don't need the box score to generate opinions. I, I don't need any numbers besides like the score. You know, the. When you read Jimmy's line, you're going to be like, what? Because I, I just read Jimmy's line, okay. and I'm kind of shocked. Sorry, I got this thing uh, running in the background. Can't think. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo. So I got to admit, you- I saw a tweet that w- or a, actually it was an Instagram just from a friend that was at the game with a shot of the video board. Had his numbers. No, just his yardage. And I, I think, that, did it start with a four? Uh, yes. <laughs> Two for over 400 yards today. I, I, like, I was like, what? <laughs> Did I watch that game? If you just read his first Including interceptions L- or no? Yeah, if, yeah. If I do not include the two picks, if I just read you the completion slash attempts, the yards and the touchdowns, you're going to be so, like, who is this I, guy, John Elway? I have not seen I'm going to I have not seen the the completions attempts and the touch uh well. He, okay, I'll just give you the attempts because it's other he threw it 45 times. So I'm going to say he completed. I mean, thinking about it, there weren't that many. I'm going to say 34, 36. You were right. 34 of 45. Yeah. Which has got to be like 80%. There weren't that many incompletions. I mean, 424 yards and four touchdowns. So it's like Did he, th- he had two memorable picks. I mean, the one was really memorable because he hit the guy in stride. As someone tweeted at me, he's not throwing interceptions, John. He's throwing completions to the opposition. <laughs> and I think that's, that, that was a great way to put it. He's throwing completions to the opposition. But, guy, if I just read you, you go 34-45 for 424 yards and four touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. Now... Was it one of those? I'm trying to think. I mean, the last touchdown was really impressive. His one to Bourne was impressive in the back of the end zone. His couple to Dwelly. Yeah, I mean, they what were just was, nice How throws. did they, after the Dwelly touchdown that got wiped out by the Richburg hold, was that a... I think that was Bourne in the back of the end zone. That was Bourne in the back of the end zone? Okay. Well, because there were four touchdowns, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Wilson scores the final one, Dwelly two, and then Bourne in the back so of the yeah, end zone. So, yeah, must have been. Which, again, Bourne's the one guy that can have some drops where you're like, I don't totally hate him. You know? No. He's, he's a useful player. Because I watched Marquise Goodwin. It's like, guys, get him off the field. Relieve him of his duties. I, I, I think people thought, like, Middlecoff, you're just saying it to take a stand. Like, I wouldn't have kept him on the team to make the final 53. 
I don't understand as the season goes. He had a terrible drop again today. What's the point of playing him, guy? You have this player named Richie James that they threw it to today on that. There is no better play in this offense when, like, the stretch zone throwback screen works because it's just, it's out the gates, as we say in the league. It's out the gate. And Richie James was just flying. Why doesn't Richie James play more? I, I don't quite understand it, but... Jimmy was uh, Jimmy's a roller coaster ride guy. He's a he's a roller coaster ride that's not a negative because he consistently makes winning plays. And today, I mean, I, on your confidence level, when they got the ball back with three, what was it like three minutes left, that they were going to score a touchdown. My, mine was more they're probably going to get in field goal range. And this random dude that was sitting on his couch, I, I got a bad feeling he's going to like shank it. <laughs> you know. That's where my head was at. I'm like, they're going to drive, get in position, probably 48-yarder, and he's going to, like, hit the pole. <laughs> and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a kick in the dick. Instead, Jimmy, bang, bang, boom, bang, game-winning touchdown. Yeah. They celebrate. They, um, I felt pretty good about them getting, giving them, about him giving them a chance. But I was with you. You and I were texting. I did not feel good about a field goal attempt at all, and neither did they, clearly. Well, what did you think when he went on the field during the timeout to like check the sa- like check the ground? I was like, bro, you look a little nervous there on the sideline, my yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I didn't feel great about it. Like, look is at that this. a normal is that a normal procedure? I don't, I don't, my get, I don't think it's that abnormal for the kicker to just like be thirty yards ahead of the team and just kind of feel out just the while the, yeah while everyone's off the field to just kind of visual maybe a little visualization but I didn't feel if good you about were it a coach and saw it out of the side of your eye would you be like what is this guy doing I feel like I've seen it before but it I definitely know it's good. happened before but I'm just saying the first thing I think it does is the casual dude watching the game is like is this guy is this guy in a good frame of mind right now <laughs> is kicking in the net's not good enough for him why isn't he kicking in the net because if you one thing yeah. they said late in the game maybe it was listen it was definitely in the second half and I, I I give Kyle credit for being candid about this like I I can't pretend to know anything about kickers you know and that's probably the big advantage that Bill Belichick has over everybody if you need if you said Bill this guy's a zero. He doesn't even know how to approach the ball, technique to kick. Like he could just be a kicking coach. Like tomorrow, Belichick could. No other coach in the league that's a head coach could even think about doing that. Maybe Harbaugh would have some idea because he's been a special teams coach, but probably more like motivation with swords to get the guy to kick hard. Because I don't. Do you think Jim uh, John Harbaugh is like coaching Justin Tucker? I don't really. But I think he'd have a fighting chance. Like Kyle's like I don't know anything about kickers. I just kind of look at the way they the way they carry themselves, his confidence, how he practice, how he hits field goals in practice, and, I, and out of my realm. I just listen to my special teams coach, right? Yeah, which can be a little scary sometimes because they're kind of, you know, like baseball players. I think talk about it a little with pitchers how they're a little different, but to me, they're still much more like normal baseball players than football players and the kicker, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think the reason the kicker, well, there's a lot of reasons the kicker's so different, but. Um, real quick before I get back to Jimmy on this subject. Remember, Kyle said it during the draft, how they had to look for a punter. He had to watch special teams film. He hopes he doesn't have to do it for another decade. Where What was I watching the other day? It might have been Alabama. It might have been a college team. And like Rinaldi, this was in the last couple of weeks, and they just did this feature on a kicker. It was like, I swear it was Saban or someone. It might have been an NFL coach. It was a famous coach. Whoever the kicker was, basically it was like, you know, luckily, they just kind of leave me alone. They just tell me, you just do your own thing. You can do your weird shit at practice. Just make them in the games. 
you do you during the week. Yeah. You know? And it's like, <laughs> do, you, do you think, like, they just let, yeah, Aaron Donald was just like, yeah, they just let me do me during the week. No one else gets treated like that. But the kicker's are like, yeah, just fucking kick. You better make them, though, because if you miss, we will cut you. But no other, even, like, Brady's getting yelled at, you know? <laughs> the kickers are just in this different world. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing regular coaches who aren't the special teams coach talk about the kickers. Because they'll say things like, you know, they, they do a lot of drills sometimes. They, they can do a lot. They do the drop drill where they're practicing the drop. And they, they do the spin drill where they're practicing how it spins off their foot. And it's just like, this is just what they've told. This is just the scam that the special teamers have told the regular coaches about how hard they're working when everyone else is hitting the sled. Well, someone sent me a DM the other day and asked me, why does it feel like so many punters at like the 50-yard line have no chance to directionally punt or to like give themselves a legit chance within the 10, you know, like 10 to 0, kind of that frame? Mm-hmm. Like why most balls fly right in the end zone. And I, and I thought like the one underrated part I think we think about like sitting on our couch, why doesn't he just place it like a little lob wedge? The rush, if you notice the the, the like – there's not a second between the guy that comes flying by the punter, even in those situations, and the punt. Like, we, we think just watching it, is, I think, is a little easier than it actually is. Same with field goals, right? They're, they are relatively bang-bang. There's not much, well, I got an extra second and a half to kind of line this thing up. There is a guy coming at you, even if it's not a full-on rush. You know? Yeah. I, you, I don't know if that's probably the one thing in football... I think for most part, like a sweet pass rush, you can kind of tell. But even you and I will never forget being there with Matt Ryan, the pick of the stick, the speed coming off the edge. But punts the same thing and kicks the same. These guys are fucking hauling ass coming for that oblong spheroid, whatever the football is. Pretty good, yeah. Spheroid. That's why. That's why I, I texted someone this week. Like, I can't pretend to know like is Jimmy good enough or not good enough. And when I say that, like to win playoff games. To beat Rodgers, Brady, Russell, whoever. The Vikings, like to win those. But I do know this. He is, the the two things that really stand out to me. We know he has the physical attributes to win. I mean, we see him making all the throws and all that BS. His physical toughness is unquestionable. He can get destroyed. He consistently gets up. I have zero questions with staying in the pocket, staring down the receiver slash DB. And throwing the ball. Like, he's not afraid to do that. And I I would say this is probably even more important, and we saw it last night with Jalen Hurts. His resiliency after shitty plays are elite. And when I say that, like, he's unfazed by them. Now, he's going to make a lot of shitty plays, but he's unfazed by them. And that, to me, is a legit character trait at quarterback because it's easy to go no different like a pitcher. Like, can you just legitimately give up a bomb and then just – siphon it out of your mind and go next pitch. Can you throw a pick in the fourth quarter and just come back and not be like super in the tank? Anyone that plays golf knows like, can you hit one out of bounds and the next ball, especially if you're playing for some money, hit the next one in the fairway? Like it's, it is hard. It takes a lot of mental pressure. And I think this gets back to his, the base where he learned the sport of football came of fucking Vince Lombardi school, Harvard graduate level in New England, right? They just, yeah. they live by that. So you're just, it's ingrained in you. I, I think he's lucky that way. Maybe it's clearly just naturally the way he innately kind of goes about life too. Like he's pretty mellow and like even keel. Right. Because, I, so, 
He makes some pretty devastating picks. Yeah, look. Throw some. I think he's good enough to win, like, the playoff games that you're talking about winning. Um, now, part of that is dependent on his, you know, his defense is, I think, got to be pretty good. Like, I don't think it has to be, we're not talking about it. He doesn't have to be playing with the Ravens defense. But uh, I think I think he's good enough, John. I, to me, the question isn't can he make all the necessary plays to win. It's will he make them and avoid the heartbreaking interceptions that his interceptions to me for a quarterback that I think is good, he probably throws some of the weirdest interceptions. Like Derek Carr threw an interception Sunday that it was just to me it was more a great play by the DB. What what is confusing to me about some of the interceptions that Jimmy G throws is that nine times out of ten he does these things that make me think he sees the field like he sees things that you don't see coming on t- even on TV you're like I don't know where I don't know where that ball's going and the ball being in the air and you think it's going to the guy underneath and then it goes to some other guy running a deep out like he throws he makes some incredible plays not just throws but he clearly can see the field really well and then his pick some of his picks are just uh, it's almost like he sees through people to his benefit most times and occasionally maybe a guy sneaks in but I, I have reached the conclusion that he is good enough to win you high-level playoff games against really good quarterbacks. Like, we'll see him Sunday against the Packers. I think he's that good. I do think he's that good. But I don't think he's – he's clearly not flawless, which most guys aren't. I feel really good about him in a situation where you need him to go make plays. Like, I, he can do it. Um, and I think it's partly combined with Kyle, right? Like, I feel like Kyle, part of that confidence is that Shanahan – clearly is just i mean as as good as it gets when it comes to just rhythmic offensive play calling i mean it's well there there was a drive i thought kyle flexed his muscle today when he threw the richie game screen because it was 16 nothing and for a split second it felt like and i that was second quarter i text you i'm like this feels like the drive here is this gonna be a red flag game where you just go well they lost 35 to 7 it was just their moment their low moment because they were one more touchdown from Kyler right away from being like, well, they don't have the horses right now to fucking score. And it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't really feel like Kyler was going to throw picks. And then he hit that play to Richie James, and a couple plays later, they had a touchdown, I think, to Dwelly. And that you felt like, okay, 16 7. And then you just, you were just in the game. Then they ended up kicking a field goal, and then they score, and then all of a sudden they had the lead. So even when Arizona takes back the lead, right? Because it was. 17 to 16, then they kick a field goal, and it was like 19-7. But you was just like, then it became a game. But for a split second, not, I mean, not a split second, I tweeted this, like they were one more Arizona touchdown away from being, this thing's over. And they weathered the storm with just a elite call from Kyle, that Richie James screen, because it had to happen. Like they, yeah. they, I mean, that was, I think, like 57 yards and just changed the game. But then Jimmy... I don't know what to say. He has more picks, and he did it a couple times last week. They just didn't catch it, where he hits the guy in stride. It does feel like he has more hit-the-guy-in-stride plays than any quarterback that you consider a top-15 quarterback, right? Just watching the league the last all year. Like the Dax, the Wences, the Brady. I mean, just the, the guys in the top even Kirk Cousins. He is doing it consistently and has done it consistently every game. Has he not? Yes. And sometimes they drop it, and sometimes they catch it. Like, e- even the pick he threw to Dwelly, the hits off his hands, it was way behind him. Like, that that's also on Jimmy. So, if you are going to push it into a tight window. Tips and overthrows. 
Yeah, you can't be inaccurate. What the the question came up um, was the interception was that baby zone? Yeah, he was not the like dwelly, the other one. I mean, but yeah. Jimmy throw it like he drops back. Is he outside of the twenty when he throws it? To me, though, if the guy catches it like the six yard line, that's baby. That's zone. baby zone. Like if if the guy is catching it within the ten and it's not like a hail mary type throw or not like a thirty yard bomb, like that that to me was one hundred percent baby died. Really impressive job by uh, you, the listener, at just alerting us whenever there's a baby zone interception on the internet. I know. Keep it up. Well, but they are a pretty devastating guy because that was a three-point swing. That was, yeah, it was. I think it was 16-7. to He throws a pick right there, and then they score and make it 19-7. to So, worst-case scenario, they kick a field goal, assuming the <laughs> this new guy is not just in his own dome. You never know. But let's just assume he hits it. That's, that was a big little swing right there. And then they got lucky toward the end of the game. Their defense is just so freaking good because – God, he throws some picks, man. I mean, it's just – he's not Jameis. I mean, I, who had four today, who has four pick sixes on the season. Mm. But he does have a lot. I mean, I, I think I saw someone tweet he had 14, or maybe it was 12. Who? Jameis or How Jimmy? Many, n- Jimmy. 12? Well, yeah, Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy had 10 coming in today and had two today. Damn. So that's 12. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot of picks, guy. And what's he got? I eight, would so imagine when touchdowns, when the season ends, and you know they go thirteen and three, it'll probably be the highest interception number in the history of like a if they get a one or two seed in the history of a one or two seed, right? If he has sixteen or seventeen t- interceptions, that's a lot. Favre, but I think a lot of times Favre. I mean, he's the, he's the record holder. I mean, far well. They, I think he. I think he had some years though where he, where he kind of fluffed it up. Yeah, I mean, he, they went twelve and four. He threw sixteen. Twelve and four. He threw fifteen. Eleven and five. He threw twenty three. <laughs> but how many touchdowns did he throw on those? Thirty one and twenty three. Not. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. So uh, his three MVP years, he was thirty eight, thirteen, thirty nine, thirteen, thirty five, sixteen. So wouldn't you say? Like, Jimmy's going to be in, like, the mid-20s, probably. Like, 27, 28. Favre was, even back then, in the 90s, when he was throwing 18 times, was throwing 35. Which, with inflation, wouldn't you say is probably more like 42 now? Well, Jimmy's got 18 right now, right? But the guy, they've played 10 games. Well, I know. So, he had six games left. So, let's say, even if he averaged two, that'd be 30. Yeah. Yeah. But 30 and 18 is not the same as 35. But average two, I mean, you can get to, you know... You you could argue he might have to get to thirty four just for them to you know win to beat the Ravens, to? yeah, to beat the Packers. To beat but you the do Saints. agree in nineteen ninety six thirty five touchdowns a little different thirty five touchdowns yeah, now, definitely like that. You go thirty five touchdowns back then that had to be like God damn. What do you what what do you think Twitter said in ninety three though when Brett threw twenty four interceptions? You know he's young he's learning. Uh, bold move trading him trading a second round pick for him, but he was. You know, an early second round pick, risky. You know, just risky. This this Holmgren guy is he really a head coach? You know, I I know they signed Reggie White, but do they have enough around Reggie? Uh, you know, Sterling Sterling Sharp, you know, looks has a chance to be a Hall of Famer. Is Favre good enough? Yeah, if he stays healthy. 
you know, is the Bears' run as an elite defense over now that it's the mid-90s or early 90s? Some of these guys are gone. What's up with this guy, Barry Sanders? Can he can he resurrect this dead franchise? That's, those would be my takes. Uh, all right, so... Why do the Lions always play on Thanksgiving? Now we've got, that's that that take actually still exists in the Twitter era. Do, do you know, or are they just grandfathered in? I think they're grandfathered in. Yeah. I mean, seriously, Tradition. are they are they grandfathered in? They've got to be. How, how else would you explain this? Uh, I don't know. Why, why are they always on Turkey Day? I don't mind it. You know. I don't now. Love it. Now with the third game, you can just put them in the morning. You know. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Lions kick off at eight fifteen. You know, because the it morning was ba- game. Yeah, but it was there. bad for a while because they they didn't really they didn't play the NFL Network game usually back in the start of this. No, I mean so. And the Habermans yeah, just had the two games. Habermans did not have NFL Network for a long Me time. Me neither. But the guy, I don't think the NFL Network game came around till like ten years ago. It's not. It's not well, even I know. Like when we were growing up. It, it no, no, I'm not exist. talking about our childhood. I'm talking about when the NFL Network game first started, the Haberman still didn't have – my parents still didn't have NFL Network. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they have it now? Yes, they have it now, thank God. Uh, all right, so there's Jimmy, the eval on him. I mean, you talk about dodging bullets, man. I 9-1 and 9-1. We talked about how weird this game could look. Uh, Kyler clearly is a guy you got to – we just – we're going to see a lot of um, D Ford gets hurt. I mean, that's him and Quan. I don't, I don't know how long D's going to be out. This is the recording of this podcast. There hasn't been an official anything, but you notice how fast he chased down Kyler. Buckner and Armstead do benefit. They're not clearly not as fast as him, but when you're double his length, <laughs> that if you're just in his vicinity, you can kind of dive or reach out and you might be able to get him. Right. That's where those two guys. Because sometimes after they make a play, you notice the other one is always not far behind. So 91 and 99 kind of work as a tandem. And then you're like, oh, they're not that big. And then you'll notice the other guy, like D Ford, will come up to celebrate. And he's at like their waistline. You're like, they are huge. They are massive. I do wonder what Kyler's stride length versus like even Russell Wilson's stride length is. Here's what is not arguable, though, about Kyler. Like, relative. Remember Russell. You could have a polarizing discuss, discussion the first couple of years, even though you kind of have to be a hater if you couldn't quite see, like, this guy's got something to him. Now, would he become MVP of the league? That would have been a bold take, like, by year two of Russell. But it took a couple of years to go, you know, this guy's going to be able to put the team on his shoulders. And then he'd even exceeded that. This guy, year one, nine game, ten games in, with a first-year coach who has never coached in the NFL, who's his best offensive player? Christian Kirk? I mean, fuck, you could see this thing from the moon. This guy is... I don't want to jump the shark and say stardom, but I think this guy's destined to be a pretty explosive NFL player for a long time. If, if you told me he became a superstar in the league, I could believe that. I definitely, if you said right now he's going to make a couple Pro Bowls, I would, yeah. I would buy that bet. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I think you'd also say that Cliff is not going to be one and done Cliff Kingsbury with the Cardinals. He's going to get a chance here. I did watch a couple times, though, today. We're like Kyle, and maybe it's just because when your quarterback's a pocket quarterback, when you run a crazy throwback or play action, it feels like the coach plays a huge role in it. When Kyler's just kind of doing his shit, you go, well, this is one of those where Cliff goes, yeah, it's, 
You know, when the, when a coach is sarcastic or, you know, like Steve Kerr is often like this whenever he's like, uh, you know, how about that play I drew up from Steph? Yeah. 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 Like, is Cliff really saying that? Because that's how you should be saying that. Like, uh, Kyler was just making something out of nothing and just doing shit. Yeah. I, I think part of it, though, was like, were they would they have just drafted Ky, uh, Kyler no matter what? Or was part of the reason Kyler's there is because Cliff told them, I'm adamant this is a good player? Because if that's part of the reason he's there, then that's you know then he gets some equity for that. Don't you think that's a huge reason, though, guy? Yeah, I do. And so I'm saying, like, if that's how it played out, then he, then Cliff gets equity for telling them to draft this guy. Because if I'm the organization, if I'm the owner, I go, God, the guy that we he was right about this quarterback, and that matters. I mean, really, really right. Because I I know I was I'm sure you were. I'm sure a lot of people were. Just thought, like, God, the way they're doing this to Josh Rosen feels a little fucked up. It's not even – it's the – looking back, that's the easiest move they'll ever make, right? Getting rid of Rosen for that guy? Yeah. I mean, it's clear Rosen probably never going to be ever, anything, or maybe, who knows. But I know one thing, he's not that, even if he was good, right? Josh ain't that. They they nailed it. They yeah. nailed it. Yeah. And, and, and they, they had to take a little sunk cost. They still got a second-round pick for a player that – kind of sad but who might just feels like rose is like likely to be out of the league it's crazy man and 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 kyler is not just again he's not just a good player he's making plays where you go oh my god he made one throw today kind of backing up where he hit a long crosser across the field and he hits the guy in stride The, the thing that you that kind of think kind of throws you off is he is probably I think he is. Maybe Flutie's right there. The smallest quarterback you're probably ever going to see in league history, right? Just height-wise. It doesn't get. It won't get any smaller than that. So just your eyes, it does mess with you. What about when bit. Edelman takes over for Brady? Yeah, I mean, something like a double pass or whatever. I did see a, a tweet today. I didn't watch that much of that game. Like, are we sure that Edelman wouldn't be a better option right now? I guess Brady was struggling. But the ball comes out of his hand like he's Mahomes, right? He's just this little midget. But then when the, he releases the ball, you're like, whoa. Yeah. it's He's got some zip on that bad boy guy. I had a VHS tape uh, growing up called the 50 Greatest Home Runs of All Time. You sent it to Legacy Box? Uh, <laughs> no, I should. <laughs> uh, it was great because it wasn't all just like World Ser- the greatest World Series home run. In fact, one of them was Dwayne Kuyper's one career home run. One of them was this guy named Luke Appling hit hit a re- legit home run in an old timers All Star game at like 82 years old. How many times did Haberman watch this video? I mean, hundreds, like so many times. Who narrated it? They just like the radio call. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, and one of them was this home run by this guy who's like five eight, and he puts it onto Waveland Avenue, hits it out of Wrigley Field. And it's like the old video, the old telecast where there's no score on the screen and it just flashes the guy's name, Jimmy Wynn, Jimmy Wynn. Well, that's the guy that today, I hadn't even thought of him until Chris Myers said today, there used to be this baseball player named Jimmy Wynn. His nickname was the Toy Cannon. And that's what Kyler Murray is. And it's true. Like Because he was tiny and could yeah, hit bombs? Yeah, because he was small but hit bombs. Yeah, I was like, you know what? That's a good, that's a good pull, Chris Myers. You think they were banging the, the uh, trash can, though, and he knew what was coming? Because small, I, I, I kind of have Altuve red flag now. Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. Because <laughs> again, you're not supposed to be that small and hit it that far. But you could say he was a baseball player, so you do understand why he does have a little pop at his arm, right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Good torque. Did you see? Well, we'll get to this. But anyway, I. Yeah. 
Well, I just wanted to add on this conversation because I tweeted this. And, you know, of course, some A's fan got offended. I said, it's, I think it's basically unequivocally clear at this point he was 100% right in ditching baseball. Like, how, how is that decision not going to be even more right? Like, how is he not going to get a second contract playing football? He's an NFL quarterback who's clearly good and has a chance to be a pro bowler. It wasn't even a shot at the A's. It's just the sport in general. The, it, if he was an elite player in the minors, he'd still be there a couple of years. And then the jump, even when you're an elite player in the minors, sometimes when you get to baseball, we see it all the time, guys get sent back because they struggle. Well, that's the thing, the difference in football and basketball. If you're the number one pick, you immediately go to the show, and a lot of times you're on a bad team and you get a chance to play. So not only is his clock started, because it's naturally going to start in basketball and football no matter what once you get drafted, but he plays the most famous position we have in pro sports, and he's good. Like, he won. He made the right decision. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that he would have been really good at baseball too, but... He just, part of my thing, giving him credit on ditching baseball was 100% possible he was going to be good at baseball too. Because it's it's pretty clear, like, God gifted this guy with some stuff that even pro athletes don't get gifted with, right? But the hurdles that you have to overcome in baseball are pretty extreme. You have to wait. Yeah, you gotta, first of all, you just gotta wait. (laughs) Wouldn't you say it's a little harder too? Yeah. Just given that he has to hit? Yeah, and, and also, it does... Don't you, didn't you get the sense of the whole process he just likes football more? He'd rather but be I, a quarterback? I think Chris Meyer said today, like he said, like he really likes baseball too. Well, I'm not saying he doesn't, but it just... Well, it's pretty cool. Guy, when you're a quarterback... Quarterback is the coolest. The whole Everyone's fucking looking at you! You know? When you're um, the center fielder batting ninth on the uh, playoff A's team, he would have been famous, obviously, but I, it's not quite the same. The uh, So the Niners are 9-1. We talked about you got to win this one. Packers are eight and two. They won. They didn't play. Uh, they didn't play. <laughs> they got to buy. Yeah. Saints are eight and two. They won. They won. Yeah. You know what it was? I saw the Lions today, and I just assumed they were playing the Packers. That was the Cowboys game. <laughs> um. So, given that they play those and, two and, teams, and Minnesota won. Yeah. Fine. At the end, I mean, that was it. Kind but, of felt like I, the Niners were going to get a break there, even though it really didn't. Wasn't going to affect them. But but I do think you just. Throughout the NFL season, you know, Denver, we've been saying it all year, is not bad at all. It's just a tough – like, you get credit. This is not college football. You're not proving anything. A win's a win. You move on. Nice win, too. You came battling back. They were down 23 to nothing. I know. Like, to me, I look at the Minnesota win a lot like the Niner win. Down big at home. I actually – sometimes I would imagine coaches, if you know you're going to win, would rather win that way because then I can coach you up during the week than rather have just a game where I cruise to a victory. Yeah. So they still control their uh, their one seed here. Obviously, it sets up. This is perfect for Sunday. It sets up. A, I, maybe NBC would have said no. It would have been per- perfect that if they'd lost and they'd both been eight and two coming into this game. But um, well, one thing they they're going to be able to do rolling. is if they if they win Sunday against the Packers, they're just going to have to find a way to split the next two games. But the Packer game is pretty big when you just factor the next You're saying to or, ensure that you at least are the two seed. Even if you lose to the Saints. You're gonna, you, well, you're going to have to beat Seattle then. Right. You can't lose all the next three games, and then you're just probably going to lose the home field line to be a wild card. Like, you got to win, I think, two of these next three. So you can lose the first one, but then you got to win those next two roadies, which 
watch Lamar. He looked pretty good. Uh, so yeah. uh, I would say this would be the game, just given that it's at home. And then the Saints, that's going to be just a crazy fucking afternoon NFL game, right? It's going to be the game of the week for Fox, Aikman, Buck, if they're able to call that by then. If do they Are they even working on Sundays anymore? I don't even hear them. They just work Thursday night football now? They work Sundays. What game they do I don't today? know what game they did today, though. You're right, they do, because they did the Packers and Panthers last week. I don't know what game they did either. It wouldn't have been the Eagles game because it was Nance. Could it have been the Cowboys-Lions? It might have it been a morning game, yeah. They do sometimes the morning game. There's only three afternoon games today. Yeah, two of them were CBS, so yeah, it had to be the morning game. Wouldn't you imagine that'll be, I mean, we just know the time. It's going to be, you have the schedule in front of you? Uh, which one, the Niners schedule? Yeah. yeah. Is that a is that a four fifteen kickoff? The nine, the Saints game is a ten a.m. Pacific kickoff. God damn, I wouldn't mind that a little. That's a little too much right off the bat of my morning. I like the afternoon. Which the Ravens but, game is too. So we get those two weeks in a row. Ten a.m.s. Mm-hmm. That tests your mental fortitude, guy. What do you Not mean? Easy. Well, I'm just I'm staying for the players, not me. Oh, oh viewer. yeah. Just like right. early I, I was thinking about us. Are they staying out there? Are they coming back? I think they might be staying out there. Remember that at the beginning of the season, they were looking into that. That'll be a topic of conversation. But you just had to find a way to win the day, and they did. So I, I give them credit. Just like I give Minnesota credit. Like winning ugly, the same with the Cowboys. Like this is not Oregon trying to make, you know, muscle flex for the committee or Utah. This is just, there's a big difference between 9-1 and one and 8-2. and two. No one in, in three weeks, no one's given a shit how you won that game in pro football. Just like the Raiders. We'll dive into that. Like, their game wasn't that pretty. Who cares? You know? Who cares? You beat the Bengals. I'm watching the Bengals today thinking, like, oh, they do have some good players. Actually, all, all these Raiders, I kind of, offensively, they look pretty good. Derek looked I mean, good. I, I take Joe Mixon on my squad. Oh, the Bengals too, yeah. Yeah, you wonder if they just had a legitimate quarterback today. Would have yeah, been, you you well, I, I would have just – I mean, Andy Dalton is better than this guy. Anything else happened in the NFC playoff race today? Uh, No, because Seattle had a bye. Philly is kind of fucked. Yeah. I mean, so the, the Eagles are probably not going to make the playoffs. It's always shitty when you're like, God, there's a big game we need. Who are you playing? The Pates, the Patriots. You're like, ugh. That's not ideal. You know who who really got hurt today? We'll, we're like Sunday night football is going on right now. We'll see if the Rams win. But even if the Rams do win that game and are six and four, like Minnesota winning hurt them today. Because the NFC is just so good. I mean, why? Well, I, I think Minnesota's a lock guy. They're just well. Yeah, I'm just saying, John. Team. Yeah, but if they had lost, they'd be seven and four. They're eight and three. Seattle's eight and two. New Orleans is eight and two. The Packers are eight and two. The Niners are nine and one. The Cowboys are six and four. They're not in the Rams division, so. Well, who's getting the sixth seed? Seattle? Or well, the, well right now it's Minnesota. Well, they, they play each other. Minnesota it's, has played one more game, so that's, well, they, see, have, a, they have a loss. And, and wouldn't Pete Carroll tell us, like, why, why are you just putting the Niners into the one seed? We already beat them at home. They My come point, I, that's more just a Rams comment. No, it's I just, know what you're saying. The NFC race, there's a chance it just starts ending here pretty early. Well, wouldn't you say if, as we're recording this, it's 0-0. If the Rams were to lose tonight, it's over for them. Yeah. They're done. Like, they are not going to make the playoffs. Right? Right. I had someone text me. I don't know how credible this is. 
It's a her that lives in the L.A. region. Who has texted me something before, I forget, and I'm pretty sure she was right. She might have been wrong. She just said, I heard some rumblings. A.B. and the A.B. and the Rams working on a little something-something. Oh. I'm like, I'd take that. Because they are a little desperate right now. Yeah. And there is a huge element. Having been the 49er game, let's never forget when the 49ers moved into Levi's, they were coming off three unreal years with Harbaugh. So, yeah, the Rams have had two good years, but you don't want to have your third year, the last year before you move in, be like, oh, that's a seven and nine year. Because I'm looking up tonight, and Mm -hmm. I noticed it. You can tell the vibe in that place is not quite what it was like last year Monday night when they played the Chiefs. Yeah. It's not – you don't have to be there, right? That's the thing with L.A. you got to be there at this event, which the Lakers are right now, which the Dodgers playoffs is like that. The Rams games – Definitely last year became that. Remember, LeBron would be there. LeBron would be like, I'll just watch a game at home. Why would you go to watch a 5-14, and 14, right? Why would you go watch them play the Bears? They, they've lost a little luster. So maybe Antonio is more of a business move. He, they're, they're trying to double the amount they're asking for what the Levi's asked for and suites and stuff. They're, it's hard. I've, I've heard it's hard for them to sell them. If I were them, then I'd either get them right now or wait until the week before the season starts next year to sign him. Because if you sign him right now, the odds well, he of him, might be, he might he might be gone by then. The odds of him just blow whoever gets him today, the odds of him blowing it up by next season are really high. If you're like, yeah. let's get him right now and it'll help us next season, it's like, well, odds are some nine crazy things are going to happen between now and then. Well, yeah, I'm not, but it's not necessarily for next season. It's just to keep the relevancy alive. Yeah. Well, go for it then. I don't hate it. No, I mean, it's like I I get it. I would understand it. I get it, too. I actually might do it. Uh, before we get to the Raiders, or should we get to the Raiders first? Let's get to, uh, let's get to the ads first. Okay. Box of Awesome. I, just, uh, I actually just put in my request for my next bespoke post. Box of Awesome. Boxofawesome.com. Use the promo code HAM. You get 20% off your first subscription box. You just, uh, ask, you just uh, ask for the sweatshirt hookup. I got the uh, Rejuvenator, John, which is I need to clean some sneaks. And uh, I've been uh, actually I've been eyeing I've been seeing ads for this thing on Instagram for months, and I actually need it. So I just hit up boxofawesome.com and told them send me the rejuvenator, and that's what I'm getting with. They've got quality, unique products. Scouting it nonstop. You can experience just like we have. I got the sweet canvas bag that I used again last week for my day trip to Fresno. So if you're looking for the perfect drink, well kept pad, jet set in style, bespoke post. That's boxofawesome.com. Improves your life one box at a time. 20% off, guy, your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the promo code HAM at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, promo code HAM for 20% off, guy, your first box. You can also cancel it anytime. Box of Awesome goes for under 50 bucks for each box, but has more than $70 worth of unique gear waiting for you. You'll get an email at the beginning of the month. Uh, with the details of what's coming in your box. You'll have five days to change it. Colors, sizes, add extra goods. If you're not feeling the box, skip it. Very easy. Boxofawesome.com. Enter code HAM at checkout. 20% off your first box. Yep. Podcast also brought to you by... SeatGeek! Somebody DM'd us again today. Did you, you got that. Niner game. Promo code HAM. 10 bucks off the ticket. It wasn't... It was like a... The ticket was... was like a... Like a it was like a lanyard. Yeah, it was yeah. sweet. Sweet ticket. Uh, it's very easy. We've been telling you about it. We've been using it. Seat Geek promo code ham ten bucks off. 
come on, you know, as someone forwarded me the prices, it was actually cheaper to go to the Niners and the Warrior game than the Raider game today. Oh, makes sense. Limited inventory, right? Coming down the home stretch, only three of these left. Actually, only two now, I think. Uh, you want to go to a Raider game? You want to go to this Packer game, guy? We got Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers, once led by Vince Lombardi and then mm. Mike Holmgren and mm. then Matt Lafleur. Uh, are coming to town. You can skip over Mike McCarthy like that. Yeah, <laughs> he did win a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, SeatGeek. Uh, download the SeatGeek app. Also, comedy. Uh, you name it. Hamilton special. All sorts of anything you need. Just look it up. You live by a venue. Type it in and check it out. SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app. Promo code AM. I love it. All right, we talked about the uh, Raider Bengal game beforehand. Not just playoff position, but also how they how do they have to look um, and whether or not they'd have to win big or whatever but I I thought they looked fine today I thought Derek looked really good again today um he's had a good year he's had a good year I mean there's really no way about it he's had a good year they did what they had to do period that's it they did what they had to do Bengals made him sweat a little a lot but it doesn't really matter Joe Mixon had that one where he like reversed field and scored the touchdown that was pretty sweet Derek, more than likely, I know he was the number one, he was leading the league in completion percentage coming in. Uh, he went 25 of 29 today, and it took just an incredible play by the D, uh, DB to pick that ball off. He's going to lead the league in completion percentage, which, and you just watch him, you know, he's not dumping the ball down the field like he once was, right? Or, I mean, just checking the ball, captain check down. It does feel like he's pushing the ball. He had his little Nebraska play today where he dove. <laughs> but there really wasn't anyone there. He tried to look cool. It did look pretty cool. But then diving, he also got popped. Now, he luckily, he, you know, landed pretty softly. To me, the, the, their biggest difference maker right now, it, just in their franchise, was Josh Jacobs. I mean, this is his – it's got to be – it feels like it's like fifth straight game running for over 100 yards. Every time you watch him, he's breaking tackles. Every single five and six yard run feels like God. That should have been like a two yard loss. Uh, he makes something out of nothing. He's so physical. He's just such a good player. He's really changed them. Like same with Waller. I mean, Waller had a couple big plays today. Tyrell Williams was good. But those three guys, like their offensive weapons, I never would imagine this. Like once they lost Antonio, it's like, well, that's a lot of pressure to put on Tyrell Williams. Well, it turns out, you know what? He's pretty fucking good. Darren Waller, I mean, by this point, we know. He's just having one of the incredible seasons from being a suspended, you know, guy that was basically out of the league I think we've ever seen. Like, I, how does he not win comeback player of the year if he makes the Pro Bowl, right? Is there any competition for him? I mean, they might have the comeback player of the year and the rookie of the year. I don't know if you, do you have to be good to be a comeback player of the year. I think it helps, yeah. So usually it's a guy off injuries, but Hunter Hunter Henry hurt again. Call me Stephen I, A. I'm not sure. Yeah, was he hurt? Hunter Henry? Oh yeah, he. Well, he got hurt early in the season, and then he came back. He's been good, but I can you be? But he a, wasn't hurt last. He didn't miss last year. No, last that year was, was this year. year. No, Hunter Henry's ACL where Stephen A. fucked up was last year. Yeah. Then he got hurt again this year and missed like three games, but okay. he's been good. Okay, so he, he was just a guy that... But I, I also think it's hard to win the comeback player of the year if you're on like a six-win team. Like you do have to feel like you got to have some moments. Typically, it's a quarterback or a running back that comes back. I, I would have no problem with the guy. Like I, yeah, I no, I, 
I, is it come back or just arrive? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it'd be a double whammy. He came back and he's a rivet. He's arose. He's back. Arose? Is that a word? Arise? Yeah, arose. That's a word. He's just good. You know? I, I never understand when I'm watching. Like, how are you guys not covering him? They like to throw to 83. And then he gets the ball in his hands. The guy can run like a gazelle. I mean, he's it's hard to stuck. cover. He's really Clearly. good. And then the Bengals, you wouldn't say exactly have like uh, elite personnel on defense. I think they statistically are the worst defense in the league. But their offense has some guys. They made the Raiders sweat a I little bit. I think the Bucks might be the worst defense in the league. Statistically? Yeah, but I guess there's 900 statistics we could use. We could cultivate the narrative that we want. <laughs> well, I always cultivate a narrative off points more than I do off yards. Like Yards mean I agree with that. I, that's the Belichick in me. Like I, I don't care how many yards you give up. Unless I am trying to make an uh, argument in an article, then I will cultivate my narrative that's with right. those yardage. Yep. You're right. You can you can cultivate a narrative using any stat you want. It's very easy. Um, but I, I just thought they looked like uh, I thought they they had it together today. No red flags from the Raiders. You know, uh, I know the Bengals aren't any good, but I what they wanted on offense largely worked. Again, too close for my taste. But this is and I texted you early in the game. Have the Raiders won a game this year where they've started slow offensively? And you said I don't think so. You said no. Because they're scoring 22 points a game, they really need that first drive touchdown. And you could feel it today. When they don't jump out quick, it, you know. Now, turns out the Bengals are the Bengals, and so they were able to overcome it. Really, the Niners and the Raiders played similar games today, where they didn't play good teams, and they made some plays, and just were lucky they happened to be playing the team they were playing today. But I, I just made up the 22. I, I didn't look up exactly what no, they were I averaging. Know. But I know that they're like, Tour, they're not one of the higher scoring teams in the league, but today's a good example, right? They once Dubow had that stat a couple weeks ago that they were one of the highest scoring teams in the league on the first drive, averaging over like three five, right? So because they've had a bunch of touchdowns, they've also kicked some field goals. Well, if they just score a touchdown on that first drive, they win twenty four to ten. We'll be like, oh, they cruised to a victory, right? Even a field goal, you're like, oh, they went twenty to ten. It wasn't the, the score just it, when you just look seventeen to ten, and you watch it, it, it was close. You realize that first drive when you score, especially against a shitty team like the Bengals, you were in complete control. But when you don't, it's like, you know, it's 10 to 3. You're just kind of hanging around. And when teams are hanging around, that's where when Derek throws that pick, you're like, whoa. You know, because you look up the score, you're not up multiple scores. Luckily, you're playing the Bengals. It didn't matter. And then you're playing the Jets this week. Guy, do you know the number that jumps out to me? They're six and four. They're five and one at home. Like they've been really, really good in this final home stand or this final year in Oakland at home. Right? Their only home loss was the game where Mahomes threw like fifteen touchdowns yeah. in the one quarter. Yeah. Other than that, they've been excellent at home. And then Th- they got the two games coming up against Jacksonville and Tennessee that you go. I would imagine they probably at least wouldn't go one and one in that stretch. They're going to go six and two or seven and one at home, which is the reason they're going to be in this playoff mix. Because you go seven and one. And then you just go three and five on the road slash London. You're ten and six. Uh, they are scoring twenty three points a game, so you were right on it. Uh, Bucks are giving up thirty one points per game, worst in the NFL. Bengals are twenty eight point eight, fourth worst. Uh, so they're Jets, five and they're five and one at home and one and three on the road. Well, they're the, the, the irony. You know, the funny thing is the Raiders are scoring twenty three a game and giving up twenty seven a game. Well, I saw. I heard someone say on a football podcast. I can't, fuck, I can't remember who it was. 
like the last seven games, the Raiders were like, you know, six and three or whatever their record over that stretch was, like after Minnesota. Maybe it was five and three. They had a negative point differential. He's like, they're, that's that's the thing that's throwing off a lot of the nerds is like the, a lot of the numbers, their defense is terrible. They don't score that many points. But when you watch them, they are a well-run operation. Like their they, offense is solid. They, they move the ball when they have to. They should score more points, shouldn't they? Their eye test is better than their metrics because the metrics are why all these analytic guys are like, I think they're a little fraudulent because winning record teams never have negative point differentials over a stretch. Like usually they flex their muscles because you get, you play a couple games where you win by like 20. That's why everyone's jerking off the Ravens because they have like a four game stretch where they have a point differential of 100. You're like, oh, no, they're good. Yeah. And the number guy loved the, the point differential. For me, guy, I'm not as consumed by the point differential as some people are. Now, I would I would imagine if we were having the number argument, we go, well, historically, I get it. But I can watch a team like the Colts and go, yeah, I wouldn't want to fuck with the Colts in a big game. They can beat me. I know their point differential is low. They're in every single game. is. I think their average margin of victory this year has been like two and a half. And the, all the games they've lost have been within like a field goal. It's like, right. yeah, they're good. I mean, they're not. Now they yeah, got your Kobe be, back. They, yeah, they, they don't have – Randy Moss and, and Peyton Manning are not on their team. So, yeah, they're going to be in tight games. But when the dust settles, they're 10-6 and six because they're a well-coached operation. And that's, that's what I will give the Raiders. One, they play really fucking hard, especially their defense. Mad Max Crosby, that nickname fits him. Like, he's great. He just – he plays his ass off. And then offensively, they control the game because they can run the ball. That, that, that is, to me, is a huge – probably curveball for them that they're throwing off the number guy. Well, yeah, they are, what's their time of possession on the season? Like today, time of possession for the Raiders was 35 to 24. Doesn't it feel like a lot of their games? Now, their scores are going to look like they're going to – their score against the Bengals is going to look like their score against the Bears is going to look like their score against the Texans, right? They all are going to look the same, win or lose. It's going to be like a five-point win or a three-point loss. But they're going to control the time of possession. I would imagine the majority of the games, even when they lose, except the two games where they got their ass kicked against the Chiefs and the Vikings. Because every other Raider game has kind of played out the same beside those two games. Right? Just yeah. run the ball, control the clock, and just hold on for dear life on defense. Which is a, you know, that formula works. Because how many coaches go, this is what I'm going to do. Well, this is your personnel. This what Now, Gruden will probably tell you, this is what I wanted to do. We drafted this guy in the first round. We signed Richie. Like, we signed Trent Brown. Like, we wanted to run the ball down people's throats. We wanted to get Derek to be, you know, a, a, a better version of, like, what Alex Smith was in Kansas City. I'd say, well, it's working. Yeah, the question is just, when they get into a game where they're playing a, well, they're an offense like, yeah, like Green Bay, right? Yeah, well, they can't. You, if they, I just wonder what that game looks like without mistakes. Does it still end up? Yeah, you probably lose by 15 instead of 30. Maybe they didn't lose by 30, like 25. It was like a 13-point loss instead of 25, Yeah, right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, though. You just go – because to me, if they made the playoffs, let's say, and played like – let's say they got a rematch with like the Colts in the first round and lost by 10. Like, that's an incredible season. Yeah, I mean, half the teams in the AFC playoffs I don't think can blow them out. Well, think about who you're going to play in the first round. You well, it's not going to be New England well, or Baltimore. It could be Kansas City. That'd be bad. Yeah, that to me is the team that can blow them out. 
But Indy doesn't do that. Buffalo's not doing that. Houston's not doing that. Houston could, but I don't think uh, we See, I don't know. I, I think Houston's not that good. Okay, so I, that's what I'm saying. Like, But if you're the sixth seed, there's a decent chance that the, the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are the three seed. That'd right, well, that'd be a problem. Well, fine, okay. Yeah. But maybe the Colts are the three seed. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. There's maybe no you be, well, Maybe you beat the Chiefs in two weeks. Let's see. Look at Haberman. Maybe you got to play. Maybe you are playing Kansas City in the first round, John, at home. <laughs> maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be ideal. I'd rather be the wild card. Would you rather be win the division, host Kansas City, or be a wild card team and go to like Indy? The thing is, you probably have beaten Kansas City if you're in that situation. So, yeah, I, in the regular season on the road, the home game would be pretty unreal. I know, but I do, I do think they match up really well with Indy or Houston. I they would just, go into that game how good they are at home lose. too. They would be the underdog even if they beat the Chiefs. When I prob, you know what? Thinking about it, when I gave you the scenario, I I was leaning I was leading you towards a road game. But if they've beaten, it means they're playing the Chiefs at home after they've already beat them on the road. Yeah. And it means the Chiefs obviously are just they got issues on defense and blah blah blah. I would well, just that, take the home that, game. That would mean, and just call me a Raider Homer, you'd probably get Gruden as the coach of the year. You'd get Jacobs as the offensive rookie of the year, and Darren Waller as the comeback. He's a he's a Rose player of the year. Every Rose they would rack up some awards there, guys. As it's Waller. How about uh if they, yeah, if they win the West, is John Gruden the coach of the year? If they win the AFC West. How uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about this, right? Provided the Ravens don't win 14 games. Which they might. Do you think what he's doing is pretty sweet? Yeah, I even if the Ravens win 13 games, like, he's going to, if they win the division, he will be on the number one. The, the top tier of candidates would be, like, run away, like a 13-win Harbaugh. I mean, what if the Niners are 13-3? and three? Um, there can't be a better feeling, and I think this happens a lot in personal relationships, but it doesn't happen out. Usually you downgrade. Like when you leave a wife that you really liked and really cared about and it was good, then you get a divorce, but then you upgrade immediately. That's kind of what the Ravens did. Like they really liked Flacco. They had a, an all-time great moment with Flacco. It'd be like you made a couple children, right? You still like her, but it was just time to move on. And then you meet what makes you think, like, is this actually the love of my life? <laughs> you know, was Joe just the bridge to get me here? Because if you have Lamar, who just seems like this great guy, who is the one thing about Joe, beside the the one Super Bowl run, he was, even when he was good, kind of boring. Yeah. I, I mean, this guy is just box office fun. He is fun. So yeah, this is like the honeymoon phase where you're just she's just blowing your mind. You don't miss your ex-wife. You, you pick up those kids from her. And you're like, see, honey, <laughs> just keep on driving. Get back to your new girlfriend. You're not even thinking twice. You see how happy John is and all the coaches and the players. Did you see the speech he gave him last week on the bench? Uh, Lamar. Yeah. yeah. The John Harbaugh gave him last week. Don't they just feel like pigs in the mud right now, just loving life? They 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 How feel they not by f- they're blowing people out. They're the happiest team in the league right now. Of just, it's just fun as shit. Yeah, you've been blowing people out. Lamar's fun. They're also able to do this thing where you can talk shit because some people, like, you know, blasted Lamar. And then even now, it's like, is he really the MVP so you can fight for him? 
they're in a sweet spot of having a bunch of talking points as a team. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about that. We'll get to some of the headlines. I mean, that for the Russell Wilson's the MVP conversation from like three days ago, I mean, Lamar is right in that conversation. Um, Who'd be your obviously. vote today? God, I'm... I have not looked at the numbers yet today. He Lamar Jackson feels like the MVP to me, but my guess is the numbers don't quite stack up. Although, you know, with him, you do have to factor in more than he, just the passing stats. He's going to run for over a thousand yards. Yeah, so uh, he feels like the he feels like the MVP when I'm watching him. He's going to run for a thousand yards, and the one thing you notice when, like, we were lucky enough to get that game day, and you just kind of watch the game. Uh, is how elite of a scrambler he is. Like, just making guys miss and then busting off like a 12-yard run that it felt like he ran for 37 yards because he's bobbing and weaving throughout. You're like, Jesus, what do you do? Like, how do you get... I kept saying, well, I think they're... I think the Texans are going to be okay because they got Deshaun Watson to get ready for him in practice. I'm like, yeah, I don't... You watch Deshaun, he doesn't quite play like Lamar. You know? Lamar turns into Michael Vick like that. You're like, Jesus... So I would still lean Russell Wilson, still guy, but it's uh, it, it, he's winning by like a hair. So here are the numbers. Russell's 23 touchdowns, Lamar's 15. Russell's two picks, Lamar's five. But are you factoring the four touchdowns he threw today? Uh, Sometimes games have they played? They have. How many games have they played? They are 10 games in, eight and two. So no, this ESPN.com hasn't updated. So he's got 19 touchdowns. Did he throw a pick? No. All right. So he's got 19 touchdowns. Russell is through 10 games, so he's four touchdowns behind. Um, I can't read you the rest of these stats now. Yeah. I guess I'll wait till the newspaper gets printed tomorrow. I don't know what ESPN.com how, – how is that possible? Well, yeah, it's like why ESPN's in a little trouble financially. They're not able to keep up with the Joneses. We, that's what the consumer demands. You should update immediately. This is – got is algorithms. NFL, is NFL.com updated? Uh, I mean, I, the day of the game, these are always kind of funky because I think that they automatically kick in maybe at night. I'm just – I'm trying to cover for them. I don't know why, but – But he, we know – because Russell didn't play today. So, right. he's got four more touchdowns. Well, I know. I just like, like to be able to use these stats, you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's in, in a perfect world, we're just trying to talk about your league, you know. Fuck. <laughs> uh – so yeah, man. I would you put anybody? Is there anybody like you said, Deshaun's? I think you just said this, or unless you told it to me before. Yeah, the I think he got. Ca- I think he got KO'd today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> McCaffrey. I think he got KO'd the last couple of weeks too. Yeah. To me, McCaffrey's just had one of those seasons where it's like everyone agrees he's an elite player. Sometimes you don't have the season where you become like Adrian Peterson MVP of the league. You just have that year where it's like, oh, it's one of the best players in the league. So that's. Yeah, you get some, you'll get some like fourth, fifth place MVP votes, and everyone will just consider you. I would die to have McCaffrey on my team, right? Fantasy right. or real team. That's so that's, and I think Deshaun's earned a lot of respect. But the one thing you saw today, I, I'm a Bill O'Brien guy. John is on just another level than Bill, right? And it's not like he's even calling anything. He just. The Harbaugh's don't fuck around. Like, John Harbaugh's a winner. I mean, a winner. I, I think John right now is gunning for the number one seed. Yeah, well, why not? I you, mean, well, you watch the Patriots. Their offense is off. 
the difference is they already they got one extra win on them. Your margin for error, like they might go fourteen and two. You know, the the Ravens could have an incredible season, but they lose one more game. They're just be two games behind them. You know. All right, NFL.com stats are updated, even though I don't like their interface at all. Uh, I don't either. That's why I never use it. So it's nineteen and five as we've established. Uh, bu- bu- yardage, Russell and head by head by five hundred yards. Completion percentage, Russell's at sixty eight point five. Lamar's at sixty six. Um, and now I got to go to some quarterback rushing stats. Well, I- I'd put it this way: if you had to play a game against one of the two of them. You were the home team, and they were coming to you. And I said, guy, I'm going to take $1,000 out of your bank account. What team would you rather bet against? Because I would be more scared of Russell Wilson at this point. You say team or quarterback? When I say team, you're ultimately playing that guy, right? Because the Ravens scare me more. But I would agree they're better. But you know what I'm saying. Let's say yeah, in a yeah. vacuum, similar team, that quarterback. Second half, tie game, that guy's getting the ball six drives. Yeah, Russell. But I, here's where I will tip my hat to the guy. Lamar's closed that gap significantly. Like he does, It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, he's easy to play. <laughs> you know, I've watched in the last couple weeks. Like, yeah, I was wrong on him. He's fucking an elite player. He's an unstoppable scrambler. Like Russell is too, but Russell's going slower and not necessarily looking to run. This guy's looking to run, and he's going to gain yards. At warp speed. And then he smiles so much. He's so likable. Uh, Rams probably going to win this game. Uh, I mean, the Bears have missed, what, two field goals here? And we're, it's the first half? Yeah, they got drops. Like, bye-bye, Bears. Uh, what else we got? NFL headlines. I mean, I guess this is an NFL headline. Tua Tonga-Vailoa going to be the number one pick in the NFL. Is he going to be a first-round – is Tua going to be a first-round quarterback after his Bo Jackson hip injury on Saturday? I, I just don't know how you can say he had the same injury as Bo Jackson and not send ripple effects throughout the NFL, right? And, and himself, his own family, his future agent. These next couple days before more information comes out on the severity of this, it's pretty – Potentially pretty devastating, right? Like if, yeah, if it's I mean, I, if it just says he's got a torn hip, same injury as Bo Jackson. So is this not this is not an injury that uh, thirty years of medicine later is a different injury? Like say an ACL. Well, how many times do do guys really hurt their hip anymore? Well, yeah, sports? that's what I'm saying. We don't really we don't really. Posey hurt deal one. With he's never been the same. Yeah, a little different, but. I was kind of gutted for the guy. They were up 35-7. to seven. When it when he went down, I was watching, and it just looked like he had a bad ankle. But then he couldn't walk off. You're like, oh, my God, did he just break his ankle? And then the report's like 20 minutes later that it was a hip. And then 10 minutes later that it was Bo Jackson level. I started thinking, is his career over, guy? That's what was crossing my mind. Is his career over? Because he looked good yesterday. I had the thought... When he's throwing all these touchdowns and just looks really good, it's going to be hard for Alabama not to get in. Like, are they just going to get this four spot? Because they're going to blow out three straight teams and look they have a resume of 11-1 and one and have an offense that's better than any unit that any team before behind them can kind of bring to the table. But I, I think it's a double whammy. One, his NFL draft status is the biggest unknown right now in the NFL for any good player. 
for not even a question right now. Just the unknown of this guy's injury. That it'll be it's the number one question if you're pulling up his scattering report right now in any building. It would just say hip. <laughs> we gotta find out about the hip. But I'd also say that Alabama just went bye bye. We're not Alabama's not going to the playoffs, even if they win out. It's over. So now the Yeah, that's yeah. because they will not to, to your point, they will not be viewed without Tua like they were with Tua. You know, like the NCAA tournament when you totally. when you lose a star player and you were like, Well, we're thirty and six. It's like, yeah, yeah why are we a six seed? Yeah, because you're the guy that's going number seven in the NBA draft just broke his leg. Remember Kenny Martin? It just changes you. You know, it just it fucks you. And it screws them. Like it's is this the first really, really, really bad thing that's ever happened to Alabama in Saban's run? I mean, the kick six was bad, but that was a football play. I mean, it was crazy. This is they've never been this one player dependent, have right, they? Right. Without because their defense can't save them. Yeah. So I I think this they feel more like an NFL team, don't they? You know, like yeah. oh, you lose your quarterback, it's over. They've never really been like that. Oh, AJ McCarron, who cares? We'll just plug in another guy and we'll run the ball. Remember they went to the championship that one year with like Sims guy? I think they won it. And then they had the they had the transfer from Florida State, Coker, or I even forget his name. The tall guy who sucked. Yeah. They went back to back years with like, who are they playing? And they won natties. They 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 can't this year is like no, they throw the ball every Well, play. but also they, they're not even going to get the chance, right? It's not like they're unbeaten right now, and can they find a way, and then we're talking about can they win two games in the playoff. It's, they're what not if, the, what if the this guy does to... dominate the next two weeks? Because would yeah, they? Yeah, I, I think um, especially if the pack, you know, if we're dealing with, they're not going to get, I don't think they're going to get any tiebreakers. Like the scenario where we were talking about the last few weeks, a one-loss Pac-12 champ versus them, they're not getting that tiebreaker now, I don't think. Yeah, I would agree. So, bye bye. So the Utah Oregon potentially, unless Georgia upsets LSU, is going to be for a playoff berth. Yeah, no, I mean, but, Oklahoma. But Oklahoma. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Oklahoma's still right there because they're going to. I mean, they'll play Baylor again, probably. Right? Is that how that's yeah, going to work? I, I don't in know. The Big Twelve. Yeah, probably. Big Twelve's not. I mean, they don't have really any impressive that's games. The, left that's on their, their only good team. Yeah. So and Texas lost again, so that win doesn't look good. And, and Oklahoma's loss was what Kansas State. Yeah. So, you know, even, like people always go to this, like, what if Auburn loses four games? It's like, yeah, well, their four games will be, you know, you start rattling off the teams they lose to. You're like, okay, well, <laughs> Georgia, Florida, LSU, Bama. <laughs> so well, four lost teams. Like, yeah, yeah well, the, the what was their average win total? Ten point two. You're like, ah, uh, you know, it's not like San Diego State Rice. And Baylor, you know, it's, just, it's like, they, yeah, their losses are Well, I've been good. saying the same thing about Washington football. Like, if they finish with four losses and two of their losses are Utah and Oregon back-to-back weeks, they're, I think they're a little better than people think, but we've talked about this. The schedule is the schedule. Well, let's have the conversation as a committee. It is really difficult for me to say that Oregon or Utah are better than Oklahoma. But where they're ranked – they're ahead of them, and then they play each other, so that win is going to be pretty good as long as they keep winning out. That's going to be that might springboard them. Where Oklahoma is going to end up getting fucked. Their one loss actually not a killer, right? Because K State's going to end up eight and four, nine and three, and they're going to be solid. And people respect them. 
Their problem is they're not going to have like three signature wins where it felt like the Texas win was good. It's not. They're going to have one signature win, and it's going to be Baylor, which was good. But if they had multiple Baylors, they'd right. be in the great Houston shape. Houston win doesn't turn out to be any good. No, it doesn't do anything to them, for them. Beating Baylor twice doesn't help them. Especially no, not if, now. I don't know what Baylor's deal is. Is Baylor going to lose a game between now and then? It's not impossible. They're pretty good. You, I know. I, I just I when you have the light, when you have like such a heartbreaking loss, you never know. I mean, it was devastating. So, and here's the other thing: is like Utah and Oregon do. Utah looked phenomenal. UCLA, oh, see what you want. Yet. Like they'd won yeah, three in a they've row. Been, they've been playing okay. I mean, but John, they didn't beat them twenty-four to ten. They killed they kicked them. their ass. Yeah, they're way better. They should. Chips, Chips, an easy target, and they pounded them. They made him the nail, and they were the hammer. Which they should. I'm, I'm, I'm not taking away their credit. They kicked their ass. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, the, like one week into this three-week stretch, your Oregon and Utah did what I they will. Did I, I, one team, though, that I gave them a little credit on the win. Remember, UCLA beat Arizona State a couple weeks ago. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty nice win. And then you realize maybe Arizona State's just pretty average this year because Oregon yeah. State just got them. Jonathan turns Smith, out, man. Turns out Arizona State's going to be, what, like 6-6? Six and six? Uh... They're five and five right now, so obviously they end. Yeah, with they Arizona. play Arizona, and they play. Do they? Who do they play? They play somebody else. They can beat, I believe. Colorado. They've already played that game. They lost that game. Stanford, maybe. I don't think. No, they play Stan- Stanford. Stanford plays Cal, and then yeah, they play Oregon. Not ideal for Arizona State. So it's probably and not ideal for Oregon. Six but six. they'll still play. They'll still play Oregon State. So. Yeah. Uh. Other headlines, I mean, like, here's, uh, to me, one of the underrated stories of 2019 NFL season, the Buffalo Bills are 7-3. and three. They have. I don't know if they play Mercer schedule. this week. I think they play yeah. Mercer this week. They, they've got Alabama's schedule. They did, remember, we went over it either on Friday or last week sometime. They have a three-week stretch where it's like Cowboys, Patriots, it's Cowboys, Ravens, Steelers, Patriots, with three yeah. of those four games on the road. So they have they play the Jets again. Who they play today? The Dolphins. Yeah. Do they have the Dolphins again? Uh, n- I don't think so. I thought that was the no. It's the second. They've two and zero against the Dolphins. So their defense is top notch, and their offense is pretty average. But they're going to benefit from being the AFC team. I feel pretty confident they're going to end up in the playoffs. Because they are like, I'll say this, like they're the type team that Lamar might have his one struggle day against them. Like their defense is legit. Like they're good at every level. Their defensive line is solid. They don't really have any stars. But their linebackers and their DBs are good. And their defensive coach, I mean their head coach is a coordinator. So, and Leslie Frazier is technically his defense. Like they have a good staff. It's just, can they're going to have games where they try to win. Like they're like the... The Raiders, but the defensive version, right? Like their defense is top notch, but their offense can just have a game where they can't score a touchdown. So you're trying to win a game like 13 to 10, which is doable, but it just, when you play just explosive teams, it's harder. But when you say, is Mason Rudolph going to beat the Bills? Like that sounded a little easier before I watched Mason Rudolph play again. Yeah. I could no, say no. The answer is no. Correct. I agree. Um, Hell, that's, I'd say that's a tough game for the Cowboys, right? Yep. It's not an easy win. Though, I feel pretty confident about saying that this guy's established himself as a top-ten quarterback this year is Dak. He's, I mean, you just he see the really highlights, but he's just been good. Like, he's been a really, really good player. He's been excellent, you know? 
and he benefits a lot. Like props to Jerry or whoever the fuck their real GM is. Obviously, they traded for Amari, who's changed his career in Dallas. But how about signing like uh, the Randall Cobb type signing? Now, sometimes a Randall Cobb type type signing turns out shitty, right? The guy just classic former guy, bigger name, not anything. He's been good. I mean, well, it's funny. Watch him. He had a year where we wanted the Raiders to sign him, and they didn't. And it was like, ah, I kind of dodged a bullet. But part of that is right because he got paid so much money, and then he became like an eleven True. million dollar receiver like six years ago. Right. It was like, well, he's a slot receiver on a team with Devonte. It's like, how's he going to maintain it? And he didn't. But it does show you he was just overpaid. He wasn't a bad player. He just should yeah. have made like five or six million, not eleven million. It was just he became a free agent at the right time. But every time I watched him, like today, four for one fifteen and a touchdown. It feels like every game he's five or six. That's a good yardage game, but he's five or six for like eighty. He's been good, man. I, I I've been really really impressed for him. And he's typically like when I worked in the league, we'll always type guys I kind of wrote off. And it's, it's why you can never write off guys. You always got to be open-minded to every player. But he was an older guy. He'd been hurt a bunch. You know, for every Deshaun that plays one game, I'm, I know they're different type players, but the aging vets that any team could probably get, you just you got to pick the right one. The Cowboys picked the right one this year. They, how about the swing they had today? So they, they play the Lions, and Stafford's out with the broken back, and the Eagles got to play the Pats, and that's a little swing right there. Yep. Now they're one game above them in the last column, and they've already beat them head-to-head. So they're in pretty good shape right now. Is it, and the, they play at Philly? The game they played was in Dallas? In Dallas, yeah. So Philly's 5-5 five and five now, and they're 6-4. But, like, Dallas, you know who they got this week? <laughs> New England. So it's oh, like, Where's that game? <laughs> in New England. CBS? Uh yeah, afternoon. I'm sure it's Romo Nance, right? Yeah. Uh, Jags are done. Yeah, or, uh, they're four Foles. and six now. Foles' numbers were not bad. I mean, but the, every when I looked up, they just had seven points for the majority of the game. Yeah, they, they just score. they scored earlier. I think he threw a touchdown on the chart. You just can't. I don't think the Jags throwing the ball 45 times is the recipe. Now a lot of that probably came because they were down. What did you think of the cake stand celebration? It actually I, didn't count. As I know. I can't believe it didn't count. I mean, what a, I was actually listening to the radio at that point. I heard that call, and I was like, what is going on? And the broadcasters were losing their minds. It was pretty cool. Um, and then they said it. he wasn't in. Because you could tell by the way the guy called it. He's like, he is. Yeah, he is. And I'm like, ah, oh, that sounds like it's close. <laughs> Oh, the Colts guy? Yeah, on radio. Who's pretty famous. He's been doing it forever. But I think someone tweeted Marlon Mack broke his hand. He did, according so to the radio. <laughs> oh, they said that in the radio Well, you say a hand injury was out of the game, yeah. That's a pretty big loss for them. Again, this is like, if you're a Raider fan, you got to kind of keep tabs on the Colts and the Texans, who, let me just double check. Yeah, I mean, they're playing in three days. That's... That's pretty good. Again, I don't love my AFC and NFC South Thursday night games typically. But if I told you Houston Texans versus the Colts for the division, that's, you know, in mid-November, that's a pretty good game. Titan or the Texans have already lost to them in Indy. They get them in, in Houston coming off an ass whooping. It's a big game, guy. Just I got to tell you, in. 
one of the disappointments of this season now is, is the season is just playing itself out. There's a lot. I mean, there's a million stories, but like just the wasted Drew Lock here. Uh, well, he hurt his hand. Well, I, I know. It's just, I'm just. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying, like the I fact know. that Drew Lock's I, yeah, not playing football saying. games this year. Just because I was, I when I saw what the score was, and I started, I saw some of the Broncos Vikings games. I'm like, man, Flacco sticking it to the man. Like everyone's counting Flacco out. Like he's not going away. Like Brandon Allen drops back. It's like, oh yeah. Never mind. You want a quick take on Brandon Allen? I guess his stats look kind of shitty. I saw. I'm. I watched him make a couple passes today where I thought, God, he's not terrible. This has kind of been a big year for like practice squad guys getting shots and not totally shitting the bed. Like uh, Kyle Allen, Brandon Allen, where where at least people around the league go, yeah, I'd, I'd sign that guy if he was available, right? A lot of times it's like, yeah, that guy is gonna be. Uh, that guy will be working at Goldman here soon. Where'd he go, Duke? Yeah, he's five. Oh, yeah, four point guy. Yeah, not can't throw right. Like Wilton Spate, remember Niner practice? You're like, oh, mm-hmm. Wilton Spate. That typically what they look like in games. But there have been Kyle Allen and Brandon Allen have just been functional, and that's that's saying a lot for two humans that I'd say diehard football people because that's what I like. I'd consider myself wouldn't have known anything about three months ago. Yeah. And you, especially Kyle Allen, who granted, I I didn't look at his box score today. I would imagine it was pretty ugly. Uh, they got their ass kicked. He was 17 to 39 for 240, a touchdown and a pick. But they made some plays down the stretch where they, after they gave up the lead, he made a couple throws, got him in position. What do you think of Dan Quinn getting a contract extension soon? Here's what I would say about that is like, that guy has been to the Super Bowl. And I heard him. I texted you this the other day. I heard him on Friday doing an interview on NFL radio. And I came away like, you know what? I like this guy. I don't know. Well, I don't think I've ever heard, heard anything like low level about the guy. No. Besides no, just that the season's not going coach. that well. Yeah. But I'm just saying in general, I, people just kind of off the train of Dan Quinn just because you're watching their team. They look shitty. I've always felt for the most part, people like defended him. People thought he was a really high level guy. People thought he was clearly the closest version of being himself, but the Pete disciple, right? Because he is kind of PD, but he's just, he's an impressive individual. Or Gus, for example, it was clear, like Gus Bradley's a really good defensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. Maybe, maybe uh, Dan Quinn is a head coach. I mean, obviously he literally is a head coach, but I just mean, if he does get fired, is there a chance someone else would hire him? You could do worse, right? Is he I told you getting Dan- fired? Uh... Yeah, I don't even I don't even know if you can say that. But if I told you Dan Quinn next year was the head coach of the Browns, would you say they'd be much better off than with Freddie Kitchens? Tell me who their offensive coordinator is, but yeah, well, he, just I mean, in terms he's, of an he's organization. Hired offensive coordinators over yeah, the years. Yeah. Just in terms of their organization. So That's about all I got. Uh oh, I got one more for you, real quick. What do you think is a normal number of active players that don't like in a game a game gets played? After the game, we say, how many active players didn't play? What's a lot? What's a little? In the NFL, a, the 45 yeah. guys dressed? You're saying yeah. they don't get a snap? That do not get a snap. You'd say well, definitely you get, one because you're backup quarterback, ideally. Okay. Yeah, it's, I'd say a number over like five would be a lot because you'd have two backup offensive linemen that wouldn't play. Uh, you'd have a – most of your backup defenders are probably doing something on special teams, right? 
because yep. you don't make your corners and your linebackers play special teams. So most of your wide receivers are covering. Yeah, I'd say a number around five would be on the high end. You'd say most guys play, yeah. So the Niners had three guys not play today. That includes Nick Mullins? Nick Mullins, Ben Garland. Well, I know the other guy. Yeah. Which I was watching the game today thinking, is Dante Pettis inactive? And the answer was no. He just didn't play. But what do they do, guy? Because Marquise Goodwin had a terrible drop today. He stinks. But clearly in Kyle's eyes, he knows he stinks because he literally just benched him last game. He thinks that Dante Pettis stinks more than Marquise Goodwin stinks. Yeah, or he just just thinks that Marquise has, like his one skill is more unique. He just might have a couple plays where he needs Marquise to do something that he got enough guys that can do what Dante does. I've had a couple people, like, you think you'll be able to unload Dante Pettis' offseason? My response no. I mean, not for anything of value. Maybe, like, a conditional seventh. Like, that's where we're at right now, right? If he gets traded, it's just conditional seventh. Like, yeah. if they cut him, you get nothing. Yeah. You're just giving him away. Luckily, you just take the contract. You're not getting, like, a fourth for Dante Pettis. <laughs> I mean, obviously. No. I mean, even, like, a six, I don't think you could get. No. You're getting a conditional pick that, yeah, if we keep, if he makes our team, we'll give you our last pick in the draft. If he doesn't, you get just this trade paper signature. That's it. That's, I, I didn't love the pick. I never expected him to be shitty. Like, not, not functional. Guy, he can't get on a field for a team that you'd say has, at this point in time, very questionable wide receiver play. That's a double whammy, right? Because that, that's why he has no value. You'd go, See, wait, your receivers are arguably as a league, in terms of the league for a good team, by far the worst unit in the league for any playoff team. You guys have guys that can't catch also, and you refuse to play him still? That would be I, We talked about when he got drafted. Fight. I liked him as a player. I thought he was a fourth-round receiver, not a second-round receiver. Well, I, I talked to a couple of buddies in the league like over the last month, and I asked him, it's always easy to get information out. You know, they're always a little lukewarm. I'm like, you're not going to say anything, are you? I'm like, no, just for me. But, like, once you get, like, two years past, they don't even think. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, we had him in the fourth, you know? Yeah. You just okay. give you a bunch of information. So, I, I'd say most people that I've talked to were not thinking the second round. And I was – you remember, we talked about it. I was on the record with that when we when it happened. But one of his greatest attributes, guy, was a punt returner. And he does not return punts. Yeah, So. Well, what are we doing? Richie James clearly isn't bad at it. No, and they think he's better. Ask Hightower, right? The special teams coach, as Kyle would say. That's what I'd always do if I was ever crushing a player to the media. I'd be like, oh, we'll just ask the assistant. He'd be like, well, the assistant doesn't talk to us. I'd be like, well, you got to find him then. <laughs> Bob Bob will make him available. That, that's what that's what Belichick should do. It's like, well, Bill, you don't allow in your assistants to talk. Be like, well, you got to talk to Josh. Well, Bill, we haven't talked to him in three years. No, Bill has too much fun not saying anything to let somebody else have that fun. No, for 100%. All right, on that note, peace. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.